Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. To those guests who've just joined us, welcome. Our next stop is the Magic Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching our station at the entrance to Main Street, USA, gateway to the seven theme lands of the Magic Kingdom. Welcome aboard the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. This is Justin Monorail, and joining me live via the Magic Monorail computer internet connection. I, I got to come up with something catchier for that. But No, yeah, that sucked. <laughs> Samantha Monorail. Welcome back. Hey, y'all. <laughs> Here we are. Today is Monday, February the 18th when you're listening to this, and this is episode number 44. Thanks so much for coming back. As I teased last week, we have a very special episode again today, still breaking from the format. We're, we're going to do a few shows here in a row that are a little bit different, but I hope that you all really enjoy what we're trying to do here. Again, we had to call in some big guns, some heavy hitters for this one, and it's, it's something that... We've talked a, a lot about this subject. We've kind of talked around this subject quite a bit, but we don't really know what we're talking about. We're talking about it as outsiders, and I was hold like... Hold on, hold hmm. on. Did you say you don't know what you're talking about? I've said that many times on this podcast. I, oh, I have never so nice. claimed... And it never gets old. I've never claimed to be an expert or know everything. I just like talking, and I like talking about Disney, so... <laughs> I just like hearing you say that. <laughs> but I also like learning new things, so I'm hoping that today we learn a lot of new things. And today we're going to talk about DVC. And I was like, well, who who can help us with such a topic? This is a big subject. We need somebody who really knows what they're talking about. And the first thing that came to my mind was, you know what? We've got some friends out there in the social medias that go by a little handle of DVC Duo that might be the perfect people to bring in to talk to us about this. So let's welcome onto the monorail for the first time, Nate and Serena, DVC Duo. Welcome to the show. Thank Yay! you, Justin. <laughs> Sam, so glad to be here with you guys. It's great to have you. Very excited to have you. And I hope you're ready because we're about to bring all kinds of questions your way. But you're experts. I have a feeling that, you know, you're going to be able to meet the task without any trouble at all. So... Any gotcha questions? I don't have any. This is not. This is not going to be like a expose or no. I'm not. I'm not going to try to make anybody cry today or, or anything uh, like that. Yeah, there's no crying at Disney. Absolutely. Well, well, oh, well. Unless you play your Mickey bar. <laughs> or, or maybe, maybe when I run the family ragged and and the. Yeah, there may be tears. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, we've, we've been the family that can prove that there is a lot of crying at Disney <laughs> only because of my husband. <laughs> Too ambitious. Well, Nate and Serena, thanks so much for being here. I wanted to start first by giving you all kind of a chance to talk about your Disney history a little bit. Talk about the, the passion that you have for the, for the parks. How long, you know, what, when did you start going and, and what has led you up to today? And I know um, just a little behind the curtain as we were kind of talking before the show in the green room, it sounds like Nate was really the, the Disney fanatic starting things out. And maybe, maybe Serena, you've kind of become one by marriage. I'm hoping you're getting there. So yeah, just talk a little bit about that yeah sure absolutely um so from my aspect of it i've been going to disney since i was about two years old 
so my parents always went down every year for the summertime. We always like to go in the hottest part of the year, you know, usually Fourth of July weekend. <laughs> Perfect. Beautiful <laughs> Florida. Um, and, you know, go down every year for, for that. And they actually joined um, Disney Vacation Club the second year it started. And that's why it kind of really kept us going. Uh, about 10, I think, at that point. And then that's kind of where my affinity came from. My, my dad actually is a, a diehard Disney fan, just like I am. Um, he actually applied to be an Imagineer at one point. Wow. He's an engineer by trade. Uh, so we got pretty close to actually moving down there. He went through the interview process and so forth and uh, just kind of grew up with it. I guess you can say I kind of grew up Disney as far as that goes. Yeah, absolutely. And then we, uh, we brought Serena in once you know we started dating. I think we were dating for maybe four or five months before we made our first uh, first pilgrimage down to Disney for her first time during Christmas. And uh, ever since then, we've been kind of going down at least once a year. So Serena, had you never gone until that particular visit? I had gone... One time I went to Disneyland as a child and then I had gone as a high school trip okay. um, when I was in high school. So I had gone one time and then I got roped into Disney at Christmas, which for the uninitiated, I think that's probably just a great way to start. Talk about just like <laughs> knocking your socks off. And then it sort of became an affordable way for us to travel just with me in medical school and kind of being on one income. So that's sort of how we continued to, continued to go. And now it's just sort of a stress. Believe it or not, we consider it a stress-free vacation. And so that's why we keep on, uh, keep on going down. I don't mean to laugh, but I I think it's funny because, you know, I've been going to Disney quite a bit, and I now feel that I'm having a stress-free vacation, like mini little trip on the weekend because it's so close for me, but I keep seeing all these families walking around, and these kids are just having breakdowns, and moms are breaking down, and I'm like, oh, just slow down, you guys. It's okay. <laughs> like, yeah. they're trying to do everything, so it's good that you guys don't you know, make it stressful. Yeah. One of, I think one of the first articles that we decided to write was about how to do Disney stress-free because you're absolutely right. Everybody makes it so it, it, they make it bigger than it has to be. And it's just supposed to be fun. You know, like your kids don't have to do everything. You don't want to do everything. Just take it easy. Enjoy yourself. And you know, there's usually a few cocktails that help to make it stress-free. <laughs> yes. I can take the edge off. Yeah. yeah. And, and you, mentioned, you mentioned your blog there, and, and I hadn't mentioned that just yet, but, but now I know you've got the blog. You've, you've also started a vlog on YouTube. So yeah. go out and check out DVC Duo on YouTube as well. And so now, Serena, the question is, have you developed that passion like over the years now? You feel like you're, you would, would you consider yourself a fanatic at this point? Or are you still like, yeah, it's, it's fine. I enjoy it very much. I okay. mean, I think what I'm fanatical about are the like the hidden Mickeys and just sort of the quality of things. Okay. Whereas Nate, I think, is fanatical about the whole um, the whole idea of Disney, the fantasy, the 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 escapism. Yeah. Whereas I'm just like, wow, they just put out a really quality product every single time, no matter what, for every single guest. And to me, that's what I'm that's what I'm most impressed by. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And it's interesting because I feel like Sam, like if, if you kind of compare our story, because I think I'm a lot closer to what Nate's story is. I mean, my family wasn't DVC, you know, but we went very frequently as I was growing up through the years. And it's always been something that's just always been part of my life. And so, I, yeah, I'm passionate about the whole thing. And, you know, Sam talks about her first trip where she took McKenna to Disney and didn't know anything about it and just knew it was going to be something that the kids wanted to do. And so she took McKenna down there and she, it, it blew her away, but still it was like, yeah, that was a fun thing, but it's kind of like a 
once every 10 years kind of thing not like a you know so um yeah i think that's interesting i think there are a lot of stories that are kind of similar to this but i don't know sam are you starting to get to the point where you're like fanatical about it you think yeah i mean i i really like buying this stuff (laughs) you're purchasing a lot of merchandise lately i know i gotta stop it i keep telling myself i'm not on vacation i live here now um but one of the things that um it was kind of like it just makes you realize how great disney is is yesterday i got to hang out with a family some family and it was her first time ever being at disney and we were walking around and um we went to the magic kingdom but it was really busy we did it like they did a few rides and stuff but her and i went um and did some resort hopping and she said you know what the craziest thing about this place is and i said what she said look at all how many people are here and it's so clean and i was thinking you know that's something you don't realize like it they put so much love and attention into that place and i think that's what makes it so special yeah it's a big deal that's the disney difference right i mean you talk about you can go to places like you know six flags or or king's island or or any place like that and it's just there's a different feel and it's because of the attention to detail about cleanliness about you know experience just overall and i think that has something to do with it but I wanted to go back to something Serena said, and, and I think that this is a really good point. And, and you're you're alluding to it as well, Sam. When you are able to take more frequent trips to the world, it's there's a lot less pressure to feel like you need to do everything. And it's something that you know I've thought about several times. And, and the fact that up until now, we've really been only been able to take the kids twice. And the first trip, the reason that we got to the point where we had several breakdowns in the most magical place on earth was because I was pushing us so hard to do everything in such a short period of time. But I felt like I had to. I felt like I had to get you know the, the time's worth, the money's worth. And, and also, all of my memories that I had growing up, I was like, oh, I need the kids to experience everything that I did, you know, of, over, you know, 30 years of going to, <laughs> I'm going to cram it in. Go with and like it. Yeah, exactly. And, and <laughs> kicking and screaming, I'm going to drag you through this. When he says he was pushing us to get everything done, he made us wake up at like you know, five thirty, six in the morning, we had to hurry and get breakfast because we were there for rope drop. And then we were there until the fireworks went off and we weren't getting back till like, you know, midnight, like twelve thirty in the morning. All of us wanted to shower. And then there he was again, shaking the bed at six AM trying to make us all get <laughs> up was. and we had no sleep. Guilty. Yeah. I was. So and that happens. That's not an uncommon Disney story. Yeah. We had that Disney story. Before. I mean, that's almost like yeah. our vacations, truthfully, at Disney, but yeah. I dig- well, so I know one of the things on your Twitter bio you have is 25 plus years DVC ownership. So when did you, like, how long exactly have you been a DVC member? So myself, I've been a member for 25 years. Um, that's part of my parents' side of it. Okay. And then for Serena and I, we're going now on 2012. So about okay. So that's seven years. Yeah. Um, seven years where you bought into so, uh, your contract. Okay. Yeah. All right. Very good. And have you gone every year since you bought in? 
Um, no, actually, we've done Disney, but then we also trade off. So with the Disney Vacation Club, you can go other places, um, whether it's owned by Disney or owned by a company called RCI. Okay. So we've done both. We've gone to Alani actually this past June. Wow. And then we've also traded off to different areas. Like uh, we went to Yosemite area. We went to Sedona for vacation as well. That's awesome. So RCI is a company that just has like a partnership with Disney Vacation Club. Is that what it is? Yeah, they're basically the largest timeshare provider in the world, Okay, I guess. Um, and because everyone wants to go to Disney, you can easily trade your points off. Uh-huh. And all you do is go to this website and figure out, you know, where you want to go. If there's a date available, you pick it. Um, or the first time we did it, actually, there's cast members that can actually help you do it all. We just made a phone call told me what we were looking for and what dates we were looking for. And they did all the, like kind of like a travel agent, all the research for us and made like, hey, you should go to Carlsbad, California, yeah. which was just outside San Diego. And we went right around the beach and absolutely beautiful and had a great time. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that. And it sounds like it's a, a really easy thing to do. But we, we kind of see this was another thing that we kind of knew about is you could go other places with DVC, but we didn't really know exactly how it worked. And it sounds like it's pretty straightforward and, and pretty user friendly to, to do it, to trade out your points. So, yeah, it's really easy. And I think that was probably the most attractive thing because, I mean, I love Disney, but I, I don't want to go to Disney every single year. And yeah. I don't want to be locked into going to Disney every year for 50 years, which is the term of your con- contract and so having like other disney properties to trade off to like alani or even vero beach or um the one over in um not myrtle beach hilton head Head. but then to be able to trade off anywhere in the world was super attractive and you end up in places that you probably wouldn't have ordinarily picked like Mm -hmm. we ended up the first year was in carlsbad california which is about 40 miles north of San Diego, but it ended up being perfect. And then the second year, we ended up in a place called Angels Camp, California, which no one's ever heard of. But again, two hours from Yosemite, two hours from Napa, two hours from this, two hours from... It was perfect. Wow. So um, just kind of a lot of places off the beaten path, I think, that that have really opened up our travel eyes. That's awesome. Now, have you guys ever used um, your DVC to do a cruise? No, we've never trade off to personally do a cruise. And I think if you talk to some people that are DVC members, it's not quote unquote the best value. Mm. Yeah. Because um, it takes a lot of points lot to of do points. two certain things, like to do a cruise or a lot of points. The adventures by Disney take a lot of points. And you're almost better off just, what some people do, might rent their points and use the money from renting their points to pay for the cruise. Mm. Okay. Um, which is a better quote unquote trade off from a lot of people that have done it previously. Um, that's what we've heard. Yeah. That okay. makes sense. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Um, yeah. That was something I'd heard about. I think the way that it works, isn't it like they have um, specific cruises that are for DVC members and, and you would yeah. have to take advantage of those. So it's not like all the time that you'd be able to use your points for a cruise. Um, no, you, no, you can use them on all the cruises. You can, oh, you can? The, you can all the cruises, yeah. but there's oh. member cruises where okay. they do special things. It's kind of like when they do those like Marvel Days at Sea yeah. or... Your member magic nights, kind of like that. Yeah, oh, okay. like that. Just like okay. special characters, special discounts. Like they'll offer points at a deep discount on the cruise. You know, like you can buy additional points or something like that. Your, yeah. Nate's parents do that. Okay. Frequently. Well, see, already learned something. Didn't know that at all. <laughs> Do you guys see the value in this? Like, is it has it been worth what 
what it costs because um, I recently did a DVC kind of tour and you know she had me sold right there but it is expensive and um, I'm just curious if you think it's been worth it since you guys have had it yeah I, I think I mean it, it is certainly expensive up front um, and you know most of the contracts you tend to finance over a 10-year period but it's a 50-year contract mm-hmm. and so in my mind I mean how what is the average Disney hotel price you know yeah. 250 to 450 per night and if you're gonna take your family once a year I mean you're spending like 3,000 on hotels alone Mm -hmm. and then you know the other thing with dvc is you get a lot of discounts in the park so you're eligible for discounted park tickets which are almost 20 percent off the annual pad is it almost 20 percent off it's the you can get the same price as a florida pass so it's like a florida annual pass holder yeah which may not apply for you guys but for other folks that don't live in florida i mean it's a pretty significant deal that's huge qualify for dining discounts and um you also qualify for merchandise discounts 20 percent so that stuff kind of adds up. And then really for us, it just came down to being able to trade off and go to other places. You know, the, the places that we've stayed that are not Disney in the RCI network, those rooms on average are 65 to seven, 6,500 to 7,000 per week. Oh, oh wow. So, yeah. you know, you're trading off to really good Disney quality hotels is I think the key. So you know, when we went to the beach, it was a $6,500 room. That's amazing. So, you know, I mean, you can kind of do the math. It, it, I think for a family, it makes it makes sense. If you're going to Disney a lot, it makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So I think Sam told me that you have uh, 400 points a year. Is that how much? We have about, yes. So we, we have, have <laughs> We have a problem. <laughs> we, have, uh, we actually own it three different places. Okay. Um, we own points at Grand Floridian at... Polynesian, and then a lot of our points are at Saratoga Springs as well. Okay. And so it comes out to be about, I think, about 400, 450, somewhere in that area of 12 points that we have per year. So but to be honest, we've never actually stayed, besides Saratoga, we've never stayed at the Grand Floridian or the Polynesian just because of how DVC works with the the points per night kind of deal. Yeah. Uh, we tend to get the most out of our points by staying at like an old Key West or a Saratoga, which tend to be less points per night. So we can do more things with it. We can go for either a longer trip or, or trade off and go somewhere else, you know, have more flexibility around it. Or as we're doing in April, bring some friends down um, with us to come down for the weekend kind of thing. That's awesome. So what was your initial home resort? Was it Saratoga? Um, actually, our initial home resort was the Grand, Grand Floridian. Grand Floridian, so, okay. Yeah, so one of the things that, well, the guy that we worked with um, at DVC kind of told us is that you want to buy, if you're going to buy directly from Disney, you want to buy the newest one because it gives you the longest contract. Because the way it works is it, it is a 50-year contract, mm-hmm. but it's a 50-year contract on the on the property for everybody, regardless of when you buy in. Meaning like if Grand Floridian went on sale today, it's 50 years from today. If you bought two years from now, your contract would technically be 48, 48 okay. years. Yeah, okay. Um, as far as that goes. So... He said buy the most, you know, newest one, which happened to be Glen Flirting at the time. And then from there, our Saratoga points are actually resale points. Okay. Um, bought them through the resale market down the line about, I think, two years ago now. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's something I've kind of looked into. And I know um, Disney has recently announced that they're changing some of the rules around resale and repurchase. And um, it's it's going to be different going forward, especially with, like, the new resorts that are opening up, like Reflections and um, uh, yeah. Riviera. 
So it's going to be a little less attractive to buy some of those old contracts in the in the new DVC world, it sounds like. Well, one of the new things that it's not officially written down anywhere. Um, it's one of those things that even you have probably to ask somebody at DVC directly to get clarification. But if you already own part of like a DVC contract, like we owned at Grand Floridian Polyman Asian. So and the DVC world, we got the blue card and we still have the blue card, which is not if you have a white card, it usually means you have only resale points. Okay. Which if you own over a certain number of points and that's where it gets a little vague, supposedly it's 100 points. But um, if you own over 100 points bought by Disney, you're grandfathered in for any resale points you buy, mm. where they would then qualify underneath your regular original contract um, on your DVC. Um, if you can get everything lined up appropriately. And that's kind of how ours fell into us. Um, that's how, for example, Sam was able to join me and go to Moonlight Magic was because even though I was there on my Saratoga points, I was still considered a blue, you know, yeah. box Disney kind of DVC member. Yeah. Some like some of those unwritten rules behind the scenes that people usually have to ask for clarification from, from Disney before you do it. Yeah. Yeah. I know in the past, so when we've kind of talked about this before, the idea has always been that, well, maybe we'd go the resale route when we were going to make our initial purchase just because it seemed like the less expensive option. And, you know, maybe I would try to acquire some points like old Key West or something like that over time and build it up. But one of the things that's very important to me and very attractive to me are like member exclusive things. And yeah. I had always heard that you don't really get that when you buy the resale stuff. Like you don't get access to the lounges. You don't get access to the special events and things like that. So I'm like, well, what's even the point then? Because <laughs> if I'm going to be a member, I want to be a full member. I don't want to be like left out in the cold when it comes to moonlight magic. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Deb- yeah. I mean, you kind of have to make that initial upfront investment and, and, and that's where it does get expensive because the newer resorts, I mean, I, I think Copper Creek Villas are, are going for like, what, 175 a point. I mean, it, it's it's not a cheap investment. And I, and I fully recognize that. But, you know, in order to kind of qualify for some of those perks and to allow yourself to buy further contracts down the line that are resale, whether from Disney or, fruit, or through a different resale market, um, you kind of have to yeah. bite the ball and, and do it buy from disney to, to kick it off the yeah. original contract yeah okay that's interesting keep that in mind sam we need to file that away that's i understand important I got information you, yeah i know i hear you <laughs> <laughs> so if you were to buy into a resort and let's say the contracts were like 30 years at this point do you know like what kind of happens when that expires i mean we're talking way down the road you all have got a long time but but what happens when that expires? Do you do you have the option to renew, or, or how does that work? Um, yeah, so actually, Old Key West went through a renewal about ten years ago, and since my parents bought there originally, I kind of they went through that process. And Disney will offer to re-up it for another term, and I believe it was like a twenty-year add-on, and it's for a much lower amount. You pay a one-time fee to okay. add it on, and then they get extended for whatever term you know came out. So I, I wouldn't see Disney like, you know, getting rid of anybody. I think it's something that they're yeah, going to they, they love their DVC members. I yeah. mean, because you are, you're, you're kind of handcuffed to the park, but, but they treat you, you know, they treat you special. And, and that's hard to say at Disney, but when you scan your van and you walk into the park, it lights up purple and they yeah. say, welcome home. Wow. And, you know, and I just really like that, quite frankly. I think that that's awesome. So yeah. They want to keep you. And I, I mean, we, we've encouraged Nate's parents to just re-up mm-hmm. all of their contracts because we'll take their points and, you know, eventually we'll retire and 
spend three months at Disney <laughs> with all of their Disney points. Sounds like a pretty good retirement to me. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> You've talked a little bit about it already, but I just kind of wanted to get a little more detail about your thoughts on it. So how has DVC membership kind of changed your experience of a trip to Walt Disney World? I think it's been, from my perspective, it's made it a lot less stressful for us because we always know we can go back. It's not like it's a, a one-time trip for us. You know, there's been many times where we don't do like half of the rides or, you know, don't go to a restaurant we want to, or, you know, we can't get a, a fast pass or whatever, but we don't really stress about it because we're like, oh, well, let's do it the next time we go, which really makes it, I think, a lot more like we can pace ourselves a little bit better. We can kind of relax and enjoy, take that afternoon and, you know, grab a drink around the World Showcase or whatever it happens to be and not feel like we have to go from sun up to sundown every day to do every single thing before we leave. That's got to be really the appealing. The flexibility of the points is awesome because there are so there are frequently times that we will book a room and we just book it you know because we're not sure if we're going to be able to get the time off from work or what the flights are going to look like but we know that we want to go and so we book it but with dvc you you have the flexibility to cancel up to seven days in advance oh, wow. before your reservation date so you know for us it's just kind of which kind of fits with our you know unfortunately hectic lifestyle as everybody that you know has so i i really like that so that takes the stress to me off of like you know, okay, we're locked in, you know, and now we've got a room reservation and we're going to have to pay a penalty and all this stuff. You know, we just kind of change our points around. We put ourselves on the wait list for a different hotel. If it comes up, great. If not, who cares? We'll stay at Saratoga sort of thing. So I think that helps too. Yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit more. How does it work when you're picking what resort you're going to stay at when you visit? So if you've, if you've got a home resort, your home resort Saratoga, I think one of the things I remember reading is you've got access to book earlier than people who have other home resorts. So then like you're saying, if you wanted to stay somewhere else, if the place was booked up, you can like add yourself to a wait list and just wait and see if somebody drops off. So yeah, it, it, how does that process work exactly? It's exactly right exactly there. That. I mean, it's, so it's, it's an ele- you get an 11 month window to book your home resort. So you can book up to 11 months in advance. If you want to book another one that you don't own at, you can do it at seven months. Okay. And then at that seven month period, if it's not available, you just go into a wait list and it can be automatically switched over um, up to seven days in advance and they'll send you a little notification. Oh, awesome. Why do you need a home resort? And what does it even mean? Like, what what does it matter that they have something that's a home resort? I don't get that. That's basically where you buy your points um, and where you pay your membership dues to. And so like, old Key West, you, we would have had to buy into that 30 years ago, you know, and so it's just what's available. And so that when you buy points at that resort, that basically means you get special booking privileges there. Like Nate said, you get to book 11 months in advance. So like if you want to take the family down for Christmas or what, you know, whatever, you, you have that flexibility. And then all other resorts are seven months in advance. Do you get any kind of like discount or something for going to that resort? Um, well, the discount comes on the annual dues. So the dues are based on the resort and what it takes to maintain the resort. So for example, I think Old Key West being like a very spread out kind of resort has a lot higher annual dues compared to like, believe it or not, Grand Floridian has lower dues because it's a more of a hotel style. Yeah. And they actually have the full hotel that's hotel guests paying for it that kind of pay for a portion of your dues for you. So that's where it kind of goes back and forth to where you want to buy into from a home resort perspective. Okay. 
that, that's what I was just confused about. I keep hearing home resort, but I didn't know exactly what it meant to have a home resort. So, so it sounds like there's two, yeah, two, two, <laughs> two factors. One is the cost per point is based on your home resort and then yes. the annual dues. Correct. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, that's what we were confused about. I don't know if you if you heard us trying to bounce around that idea on a previous show, but I I said something about it, and I was like, I think I think it has something to do with how much your points cost, but I, I yes. didn't know exactly. Yes. Yeah. So the annual dues are based on it's a, a a price per point that you own. So it would depend on how many points you own. It's multiplied times a rate, and that gives you what your annual dues are for the year. Okay. Okay. Um, for that that area, so. So I want to talk about lounges for a second. Have you gotten to take advantage of many of the DVC lounges on property? We have. I've gone to the one in Epcot. So I went to the top of the Imagination Pavilion, oh. which is pretty cool because it's all glass. And That's awesome. You don't realize like the kind of views you get from up there. Yeah, uh, you get a pretty pretty awesome view of uh, Spaceship Earth from up there. And there's like you know there's drinks and there's snacks and so forth. Um, the one we haven't tried yet that everybody kind of talks about is the top of the world, mm-hmm. which is the lounge that is on top of Bay Lake Tower next to the Contemporary. Um, we haven't done that one yet. It's on the probably the list of us of things to try because um, you can watch the fireworks from up there, which would be really cool to see. So we haven't done that quite yet. But you have access to all of those, right? Just because you have your blue card. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Are there others that are in the parks? Um, the only lounge I was aware of, but I think closing in April was the one that was over at the Wilderness Lodge. There was Reunion Station. Oh yeah. Um, but that was a different one where it's a lounge that included like breakfast and oh. both uh, beverages, both alcoholic and non-alcoholic. But there's additional cost per day. Okay. There's a different mall I think they tried. Like but, a concierge type of thing? Yeah, like a concierge kind of level yeah. kind of thing, but with an add-on price. But okay. I just heard that it's being shut down, I think, in the April time frame. Yeah. So that one's going away. I guess it um, wasn't a successful experiment then. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't work out, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. That's another thing. I, I do have that on my bucket list. Uh, the Top of the World Lounge is a place that I definitely want to visit at some point. We got to do that one. I know, I know, I hear you. <laughs> I hope you're taking notes about all this stuff, Sam, because... No, I'm not. Well, I am be. mentally, though. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, we've got it all recorded. <laughs> so, if there was anything you could change about DVC membership, what would that be? Is there, is there anything you think about, like, just your experience that you're like, mm, this isn't exactly the way I would want it to be? That's a really good question. I've never thought about that. Uh, I don't... The only thing that came to mind, and this is really kind of minor, is... Because of all the renting of the points, I have noticed over the years, and it's probably more because I've been around because I'm old. Um, He's been around. <laughs> uh, but essentially, uh, I've noticed that as the points have been rented more by people and then you know through the resale market, I think Disney can tell who are actual members and who aren't. Um, you know, And sometimes they give different room preferences based on that. Mm. And we actually ran into that with a family trip recently where Sheena's sister got put into a room that was we'll say less than desirable um, as far as that goes. It probably is in the process of being updated as we speak right now. And I think it's because they can, they thought that they were renting points. Um, I have heard that from other people too, that sometimes you're on a rental kind of situation and it might not be the same experience as if you're a full fledged DVC member, which to me, it should all be the same no matter what, but yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, you know, I love having the RCI feature, but it is, the where you want to go can be kind of tricky based on the dates, you know, because you have to someone has to give up their 
vacation rental in order for you to rent it. So that would be sort of the only thing to keep in mind when you're traveling through RCI is that the flexibility may not be there for you. So if you're flexible with your travel dates, you're much more likely to get what location you want. But if you're not flexible with dates, then you have to be flexible with location. But, you know, like I said, we found some really great kind of off the beaten path places that way. So absolutely. Sam, you got any other questions? I don't I was have giving any you time. Questions. I was giving you time to think about what it was you wanted to ask. I asked it. You, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't have any other questions. I mean, I feel like I um, am already sold. And <laughs> don't worry, honey. I got this. I know this is what you want. And but actually, I want it to be what you want as well. Oh, let's not <laughs> let's not kid ourselves here. Um, so actually, whenever I was looking at other jobs, you know, Florida wasn't necessarily top of the list because of the opportunities I was given um, at some other places. But then I talked to the company here and they were being pretty competitive. But the point I'm trying to get to is Justin said. If we go to the D.C. area, like we were probably going to, he was like, we have to buy DVC. That's the end of the story. We're <laughs> buying it. And I was like, okay. But then I m- ended up selecting the job here because, you know, they made a really good offer to me. And he still wants to buy DVC, but luckily he sold me in on it. So he gets what he wants all the time. That's my point. <laughs> Disney, it's just unbelievable. I mean, I would have never thought I'd be doing a Disney blog in my wildest dreams. And even in my wildest dreams, wildest dreams. Here I am editing articles every week. So, yeah. She sounds like me, honey. <laughs> Here I am reading about Disney every week. But, oh, nice job, so, Nate. I mean, I'm giving you a, a virtual high five. For us, it's a stress free vacation. So. <laughs> It's great. <laughs> no, this, Anyways, no, this has been very good, and um, yeah, that you answered all the questions that that I had about it. I I think my last thing I was going to ask, and I think it's a pretty obvious question, or the answer may be obvious, but would you recommend DVC membership? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think if you you and your family travel, it number one, it forces you to take a vacation. You you have to use your points. I mean, you can. You can bank your points from one year and borrow from the year ahead. So you can combine three years of points, say, if you wanted to have a blowout vacation. But it it forces you to use your points and travel. So, you know, and if you like, you know, the quality of Disney products, the quality of Disney hotels, you can have that same quality at other places as well. So for us, I mean, we enjoy traveling and I think it's been a way for us to afford to go to places that we otherwise would not have been able to afford to go to Hawaii, Sedona, all these things, Um, you know, and it makes it sort of an affordable monthly payment, at least for that first 10 years. And then we've got 50 years of vacations that we don't have to worry about lodging. That's nice, actually. (laughs) I mean, it's 50 years of hotels, essentially, is the way that I think about it. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> I know, honey, I'm already sold. Don't worry, right. you don't have to talk about it. <laughs> I, I'm just, hey, I'm just smiling quietly I over see here. the eyes. <laughs> yeah, he has to wait till we purchase our home, though. Well, you know, yes. we could do DVC first. It's a, it's buying into Can a we? real estate situation. Can we? <laughs> um, from a DVC perspective, if you do finance, it's actually a private financing. Oh. Meaning that it doesn't go out um, to any kind of credit bureau or anything like that. Aha. It's actually done directly through Disney. Disney's got their own. <laughs> um, Imagine that. So that's just kind of like 
you can use that for yourself. You don't have to put that in the in, in the show or anything. But it's one of those things that you can definitely, if you want to. Uh-huh. It's kind of like the used car companies. They they own Buy the here, bank. Pay here, yeah. <laughs> Disney's got their own Mickey box somewhere. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, great. Thanks, Nate. For you. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Nate. Come <laughs> here for you know solving problems. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Well, this has been a lot of fun. It's been very educational for me, and I hope it has been for our listeners as well. Why don't we tell people where they can find you out on the interwebs? Um, you've got the blog. You've got the vlog. Tell them all about it. Sure, absolutely. Um, everything is, uh, you know, DVC Duo. Um, so it's dvcduo.com, at dvcduo on Instagram, on Twitter, um, as well as on YouTube. We're, we're still working on YouTube. And but Facebook. Oh, and Facebook, too. We have a Facebook page. Go out there and check that out as well. Very good. Well, thanks so much for joining us. This has been great. We're going to have to do it again soon. And thanks for bringing Sam along for the Moonlight Magic experience. Yeah, we didn't even talk about that. It was so much fun. <laughs> I wish you guys would have been there. We needed our significant others, but, you know, it was awesome. There will be others. Yeah. One thing she told me about it is that, you know, we did the after hours party back in July at Magic Kingdom. And, and she said that Moonlight Magic for her was a better experience than the after hours party, which which makes sense to me. But I think just even the like character interactions that you all had access to, that, that's not something they do for after hours. And that to me, I just thought of that and I was like, that's already a huge selling point of why it's a better experience. And yeah. the, the mill voucher. But you don't get it after hours as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, all good yeah. stuff. They really care of their members. Yeah, that's that's what I'm taking away from it is that they they really want to they want to make you feel like you are at home. You know, it's yes. not it's not just absolutely. something they say. Yeah, that is absolutely true. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Nate and Serena, thank you so much. This has been great. Thank you. Thanks, thanks for, for having, having us, guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. Go follow them on Twitter. Go subscribe to their vlog and check their blog out. There's a lot of great information out there. And uh, yeah, follow them on Twitter. Do all the things. And do that for us as well. We're Morning Monorail on Twitter. We're Monday Morning Monorail on YouTube. You can find us on Instagram. We're, we got a Facebook page that I neglect. <laughs> but it's out there. It's it is. It's hard to it's hard to juggle all these things, but uh, but we try our best. And most importantly, come back next week. And uh, we got a very special episode. Next week is the Mouseker Awards. <laughs> so, 2019, yes. first annual Mouseker Awards. Can't It'll wait for fun. that. <laughs> <laughs> Rolling out the red carpet and uh, handing out some golden ears. So, thanks so much. We'll talk to you next week. Bye bye. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. We hope you enjoyed the journey and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Until then, we want to hear from you. Send us questions, comments, and suggestions on Twitter at Morning Monorail. Our email address is mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. You can also call our voicemail at 407-917-2144. As we approach the station, gather your belongings and please watch your step as you exit. (laughs) See y'all.